thank you for tuning in and listening to or watching the very first episode of the Ceasefire Podcast with myself, Lucas, and my man Andrew Schwab. We we may seem familiar, may have seen us on other shows, but we wanted to launch this show together, and this episode is going to be all about why. Why are we doing this? We're even going to have it structured in a way to give you a sample of how we will be structuring these episodes going forward. So, Andrew, excited to finally be doing this. I, I think we've been planning this for maybe six months. It's taken a while. I can't believe we're here, man. I really cannot believe we're actually recording this right now. There's been so much buildup behind the scenes, and I feel like every week we have met together, yeah, dating back like six months, with the intention of recording an episode, and then we just raise more questions as to what else we need to do before we get to launch day. So here we are. And everyone is listening to our really fly by the seat of the pants first shot at this. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. It was one of those things where we we had a concept. It was a little abstract. We spent months massaging it. And then we wanted to think through how to structure it. And then it was like, I think we just have to do an episode. Just jump in and do one. And then we'll sort of have that that framework of how we want to go forward. So what we wanted to do in this episode in particular is you can see right beneath us, episode one, why start this podcast? So what we're going to do is we're going to answer that question in a couple of ways for this first segment. This is called the flyover. Why do the show? What sort of is the problem that we see? And then how will we create shows? So how are we going to approach this? How's it going to be segmented out? So first and foremost, why do this show? Andrew, you and I had some conversations that led to this. We actually had the conversation on another podcast, on your Pioneers podcast. Why Why do you want to do a show like this? It's a great question. We've had a lot of time to analyze the answer. So I feel like at this stage of the game, we can both probably articulate our motivation very clearly, which I think is a really good thing. I know there are a lot of shows out there that just launch it's just a couple dudes sitting in a room you know and there are a lot of podcasts out there that have been very successful who followed that format and you and i i think we have a lot of intersection and commonality in the way that we approach things and our our sort of take on the world and the very first thing that we talked about was having a purpose in doing a show together a goal and addressing something that we both felt specific passion toward And I think that's the driving motivation. I don't want to speak for you. I can only speak for me. But at this stage of the game for me in my career, I've been doing music for over 25 years. I've had two podcast shows that I've been doing for going on five years now, believe it or not. Wow. It's crazy to think about that. And I feel like at this moment, because of everything that's going on in the world and nature of the charged culture in which we live, that I would feel like a lamp under a bowl if I didn't at this point begin doing something Mm. with my experiences, my voice and the like to say something about what's going on in the world. And there's a lot more to it than that, but I feel a responsibility, a responsibility to take stories and experiences and the wisdom that, that I've been able to gain over the years and doing the things that I've done to maybe offer just a slight bit of thought and hope and critique and all of the above in addition to the fact that i'm just a big lucas fan a big lono <laughs> fan the artist formerly known as lono yeah i you know i was i feel like i would be remiss right now if i didn't mention 
and you should probably do the same, how I came across you. Mm. A friend of mine who also fronts another band is a big fan of your shows and mm -hmm. show. And you were referencing me and some lyrics that I had written specifically mm -hmm. while you were going through a really challenging time. And he sent me some screen grabs, some like captures of you talking about this and talking about what we were going through and talking about the lyrics and me. And I'm like, who is this guy? And the more I checked it out, the more I was like, I like this dude. Not just because he's, you know, stroking my ego or whatever by quoting some lyrics, of it, but but right. I liked your personality. I liked how articulate you were. I, I, I'm a gaming fan myself. I'm a gamer, you know, probably not nearly as deep or as rich with knowledge as you, obviously. But, you know, there were a lot of things I loved about what you were doing. And so I started listening to your show and then I had you on as a guest a couple of times and we just found it very natural to have discussions about everything. Mm -hmm. So that's why why I'm here and why I wanted to do this. Uh, the responsibility, the fanship of, of the artist formerly known as Lono, and the belief, the belief that I mm -hmm. think together uh, we can do something here that hopefully can make at least a tiny dent in what's going on in the world. Yeah, yeah. What about I, you, brother? What about you? Well, mm -hmm. yeah, the, it's funny because... I was going through all that, and obviously the music was really helpful, so it's interesting to think that the very thing and the very sort of cultural tinderbox that everything feels like it exists in now, I was on sort of a recovery path from being virtually destroyed by that yes. very thing, by that monster. And your music and you know Songs to Burn Your Bridges By in particular as an album was a huge help to me because I remember listening to it back when I was much younger and it sort of came back around and the fact that that connected us and then led to conversations which then ultimately led to this sort of wait you want to do something like that as well like I mentioned something on the Pioneers episode and then after it was over we just started talking like I've, I've always wanted or more recently you had wanted to do something like that and I had been feeling that itch for a while because I love talking gaming. I love commentating on gaming, but I'd gone home with my brother and I took some of my equipment with me and we were like recording interviews with my grandmothers because there's just a time of their life that is we're, we're losing any reference to that. Like that generation is is sadly, you know, passing on and we just wanted to know what it was like to deal with the depression and the culture and not being able to buy so many things from the store. And, and when I finished doing that, I just started to have this itch of like, I'd like to do something more meaningful. I'd like to do something that feels more impactful and more important. And that itch just didn't go away. Mm -hmm. And so when I finally was able to verbalize that to you and we started talking and started planning, we started realizing that the non-recorded conversations that we were having you kept saying it. We're like, this is like an episode right here. We would just be talking about things happening in the world and what our perspectives were. And I tried this on YouTube. Uh, didn't go very well. I mean, actually, it was going well, but it wasn't yielding the results we wanted to see because we were sort of taking the brand that was centered around gaming and we started talking about cultural issues, political issues, matters of faith. And it was really hurting the brand. And it was a bummer, but during the midst, in the midst of that, during that process, I had people saying all the time, they're like, you should be doing this instead. The one guy said, I, don't, I hope you don't take this as an insult. He's like, but I think 
you're too good for gaming commentary. He's like, you should be doing something else. This this is clearly something you're able to do, something that you want to do. And I, I, I took it in stride. I thought, yeah, I've always sort of felt this draw to either be, you know, teaching or educating or something because I have a background. I've got two degrees, you know, a lot of education and I don't, I'm not doing anything with it. And, and I love the gaming stuff because it's fun, but it just lacks that meaningful purpose. And I actually do think there's meaningful purpose in it. I provide a great show to people throughout their day. It it helps them while they're working. It helps them get through stuff. So I think it's honoring, you know, it's, it's good work. It's, it's faithful work that I still continue to do, but I did, I wanted to have that outlet for that part of me that I felt was sort of waking up and saying, Hey, you've, you've got all this education on all these subjects and all these things are happening. Why aren't you using your voice? Why aren't you using your gifts and your platform to be speaking into this? Because, you know, you and I doing podcasts and creating content, we understand sort of these avenues and sort of all how all these things work. We could quickly set something up and, and launch something. So that was why, why I wanted to do the show is because it, I just had this itch to do something different and more meaningful than what I had been doing up to that point. Not that that takes away from what I do every day and and how I primarily provide for my family. I'm not trying to denigrate it, but it's definitely not the same as having some of the conversations that you and I have had. And part of what we're saying but not saying is that there seems like there's a problem, you know, and that's sort of the next thing we wanted to tackle is what do we feel the problem sort of is like why did I try to do this on YouTube why am I trying to create content have conversations as we say you know calm cultural conversations what what would you say is the problem that we're attempting to not solve but at the very least engage with it shed a light on it what what would you call that what would you what would you say about that I would say that the biggest crisis in our world, especially in Western culture, specifically in America, right now is the fact that there is such a polarization among people. There is such a divide that obviously stems from politics and culture wars that is making it so that you have to choose a side. And If you don't ascribe to one side, then you're labeled as a part of the other side. And there is, and we're all aware of this, there there is this increasing amount of disdain from person to person. If you are engaging someone who disagrees with your perspective on things or what you believe, that combined with the fact that we are seeing a redefinition of so many things in our world right now. We're in such a wild transitional state, especially since COVID, that fear is such a gripping force in our world in addition to the disdain and the division. I feel the need to be able to confront that specific issue through modeling conversations in a different way, through engaging people that disagree with what I might think or what you might think in terms of worldview or philosophy or politics or even a reaction to a specific article or news 
cycle story. So I'm getting into a little bit more of the solution or how we're going to create the shows. But the problem that I see is that we're divided. We're divided mm -hmm. as people and we're all tribing up. And mm -hmm. if you don't tribe up, you're left out in the cold. Or if you don't tribe up with a certain tribe, you're labeled as being part of another tribe. And people are being pushed across this valley. And I feel like there is another way to approach discussion, the the battle of ideas, the transition into a new era of civilization that makes it possible for us to have conversations or to make our opinions or feelings or arguments known to the world without being hated or showing hate, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. So again, I'm tapping into a little bit of solution along with problem, but the problem is definitely, as I would see it, there is a divide. And I think there's a reason for it. I want to look at the reasons for the divide as well as the solutions to it. That's my take on where our circles, so to speak, are intersecting here in terms of this show. Talk to me about what you think, Mr. Lucas. Well, there, I think there's even a problem within the problem. You know, the the actual as we've as we've sort of subtexted the the show destroying the divide the the idea that we almost have to be destructive in order to it's almost counterintuitive it's an oxymoron saying destroying the divide like we're going to try and destroy a chasm mm -hmm. you wouldn't that's not something that you would do right you would bridge the gap you would build a bridge but i do feel there needs to be some level of destruction some level of criticism because within the divide itself I believe there are wolves in sheep's clothing. There are people that are attempting to create shows or conversations that are not done in good faith. Or maybe they start out in good faith. And this is something that I've even been cautioned against when I've sort of let some other people, mentors in my life, know what I'm getting ready to do. The one guy was like, listen, I've seen a lot of people try to do shows like this, and then they start to lean heavily in one direction because that's how you make your money. That's how you get an audience, right? You can't mm -hmm. really... What we discovered when we tried to do a show on YouTube in particular, there is no algorithm for the middle, right? Right. The, the, the algorithms, the shows, the clicks, they want to know, are you right or are you left? Are you red or are you blue? And so even within the divide itself, there's sort of something else that needs to be attacked, which is the sort of the faux conversation culture that's having that's happening sort of in there we almost need to attack that at some level as well there i've seen a lot of these motivational speakers and there's sort of this new wave of you know men who are attempting to sort of rally young men and motivate them to be better and to to stand up for themselves and i feel like it's still in the same trench or it's still in the same playbook of it's divisive. It's sort of mm -hmm. naturally tribalistic. You and I were having a conversation on the phone. I just thought you almost have to be extremely self-aware and be killing your inner tribesmen because if you don't, you will always sort of quickly start leaning that way. It's like a car with bad alignment. If you like take your hands off the wheel, the car just naturally starts drifting to one side of the road. And 
that's part of the problem here is I saw an interview in 2019. It was Bill Maher and Megyn Kelly talking about this very thing. Nobody's talking. Everyone's polarized. Everyone's so angry. And I thought, this is three years old. Nobody's mm-hmm. nobody's done really anything in this avenue. And then the people that have, I feel the content falls short. I feel the conversations fall short. It's just another podcast on a particular side and I think that's something we really want to avoid we don't want to get into the canyon to try to help and then just end up falling deeper into it and just oh well it's just another podcast it's just another show of two you know two Christian dudes talking about stuff and that's not our goal that's not what we want to do and I think that's a huge risk is tackling the problem and actually becoming part of it at the exact same time. I don't know if you've seen similar trends in this vein, if that's been part of your motivation, but that was something I just started noticing as I was researching us doing this show. I have noticed pieces of media out there, and this is probably relevant to to mention, in addition to my own personal take on things because people are going to wonder you know well are you a republican or are you a democrat or what are you are you libertarian you know how do you so we should probably give people a little context as to what our take on things is mm-hmm. but to answer your question i've been inspired a little bit by content out there that is actually doing a good job of being sort of truth seeking without having a real angle or a spin it seems, you know, we're human beings, so we're all going to have some sort of bias. But I would like to say that I've made an attempt as an adult citizen in this country to, one, be apolitical for most of my adult life. And two, while the, I've had eras of my history, again, as an adult, where I would say I was a little bit more left-leaning, um, and other times where I've been a little bit more right-leaning, I find myself always gravitating back to, well, just what's the truth? You know, I have my own set of beliefs uh, about policy that stem from my worldview, but I feel like so much of the time, it's very difficult to separate a policy discussion from a political party discussion, but those two things are actually independent of one another because you can have specific views on policies without being a full-blown X or Y, you know what I mean? Red or blue. Uh, And and that's where I feel like something's missing here in in much of the dialogue out there. Um, Mm. You know, and and the question that keeps coming in my mind is why do I have to, why am I supposed to dislike this person for believing that thing? Or why does this person hate me for believing this thing when they don't even know me? Or why am I being labeled as this or that? I made a post on Facebook, uh, it was probably like six months ago. Um, it was a creative post. It was, it was for the band. And I did this whole series of posts that were image-based, that but had a little cryptic lyrical idea posted over over the image. So it's just me fleshing out lyric ideas and giving people little things to think about. And I remember I posted something 
about challenging the narrative in I don't remember the exact words that I used, but it was something vague, you know, about challenging what's going on. And you should have seen the debate among the people that responded, the commentary. And there was everything from people saying, oh, we always knew that a Q, you know, and I'm like, what? I've never, ever once <laughs> been that direction, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just this whole line of people because I just posted about questioning the narrative mm-hmm. that were just like, oh, typical, typical conservative fear mongering. I'm like, dude, it's our, it's an artistic post right. with just some lyrical thoughts that are coming from like a, a totally different perspective than political. Let's just put it that way. And so this idea that that we just get pushed into these categories, and I have spent my whole adult life trying to defy categories and genres, classifications, stereotypes. You know, when you're a faith-based individual, when you're when you quote identify as a Christian, right? You know, there are all of these assumptions that are made about you, and yeah, I've spent the majority of my career trying to defy those types of stereotypes. And I think that, you know, to be an individual is to question the narrative and it is also to not fall into tribalism Mm -hmm. as an identifier, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I, the thing that I've always struggled with too, in doing this, I've got, I have series ideas, book ideas, things I want to say, things I want to do is I so struggle with the idea of hubris that like, I'm arrogant enough to think that, like, I have this figured out or I have input or whatever. I'm so glad you're saying this, too, because it's so easy to come off that way. Right. Like, that's not what I even want to do with this content. It's more about, my word, everyone is at each other's throats. Can we take two seconds? Let's, like, I do that with my kids. I'm like, time out, time out. Like, just stop. You don't even know what you're fighting about, right? And more so say can we just have a calm conversation about these things like i actually really love disagreeing too this is something that i do think is being lost right now is no one has enjoyed a good debate or a disagreement with somebody in the last five years so they don't even know what that's like like i think if you get a taste for it, it's actually kind of fun especially and you if, grow yeah you grow mm-hmm. and if both sides agree to be charitable and not hit below the belt. Like it's like a boxing match, right? Like you got to be fair. You got to play nice. I think it can be very enjoyable. And that's something that I think we really want to stress something that, you know, my, my, my pastor was telling me, he was like, you're going to run into this problem of needing to be an expert. Like expertise is something that really makes a lot of these shows just run aground because they sort of start turning into a, a, a pundit in sort of a windbag like they po- they posture as an expert and that's not something we want to do i think it's more about fostering an environment of conversation questioning growth, growth and then saying listen i'm not the expert but i want to know more about x position y position i want to see if it's compelling or not i want to see if i can be can i be compelling can can i push back a little bit on what somebody might think or what somebody might believe and make them feel as if they have grown, they have had their maybe their consciousness raised, or just be more empathetic and sympathetic to people who are different than you instead of thinking they're that you know they're your enemy. So I don't want to posture 
from an area of like we've arrived or something but it's it definitely feels as though you've walked in the room that 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 animated gif where he like walks in the room with the pizza and like everything's on fire right it's like i'm not an expert but i definitely know how to put a fire out to a certain degree and i definitely feel that we know how to have conversations we we know i think how to debate and to be, or at least we're working on that, and that is something that could be happening with the show. It could almost be transformative that we grow in our ability to engage in a cultural conversation as opposed to what's happening now where I just feel the other element of this is as that divide happens, I've even started to feel like people that are sort of more on my side on an issue, they keep going further that way and I feel like they expect me to come with them. It's like, what on earth? I, I had a conversation with someone recently where I felt as though there's almost like this pressure to like, no, we're we're going further down this path of, of being divisive. And I was like, well, now I don't even know if I have like allies or even people that I would consider to be like-minded because I just feel like they're running in the other direction. I, I don't know. That's 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 been the experience I've had even recently with people that I thought were like-minded. Yeah, and this gets into the how. We're probably naturally transitioning into the point that we're trying to make here is how how are we going to do this? We're laying out the the why and the motivation and what brought us together and the like. But how are we going to attack topics? Hopefully from, you know, a peacemaker perspective, a a more moderate perspective, perspective, and a thoughtful perspective. I, one of the most important things for me in delving into the news cycle and political subject matter and cultural subject matter is to approach things with a critical eye and to look at the spin that's being presented to the world from from the sources in question mm-hmm. and to really attempt to exhaustively analyze, uh, sometimes with a guest, sometimes just between you and I, an article or a piece, an artifact of, of communication media, you know, a story or or a circumstance or something that happened in the world. And, and let's make a very valid attempt to engage the conversation that's happening in the world about this very thing through the lens of truth, but not be afraid to be honest inside of truth, not be not be unwilling to look at a truth because of fearing someone's reaction, mm-hmm. fearing an audience's reaction, fearing a segment of the population's reaction. I, I feel compelled just as a man and as an adult to be honest and just mm-hmm. to to not hold back any punches and kind of let, let the chips fall as we discuss things. And you mentioned, you know, there's a right way and a wrong way to have debate. There's a right way and a wrong way to engage the media. Unfortunately, we see a lot of examples of the wrong way to do it out there because everybody's just trying to sell tickets. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just trying to sell subscriptions. Everybody's just trying to to make a dollar. And we're not exempt. We're human beings. But we want people to sign up for a subscription via Patreon or when it's appropriate via YouTube and the like because they like what we're doing. They 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 feel like we're, we're attacking this thing with fervor, with passion. We're putting a lot of work in, into it that we're giving them some value in terms of, of, you know, what we're talking about and that we're really attempting to look at everything from a systematic, logical, linear standpoint. And that's really valuable to me. Maybe you can talk a little bit more specifically about 
how we're structuring everything because I feel like we've arrived at a pretty good place here. Yeah, we wanted to structure it in a way that would protect us from a couple of things. Number one, we wanted to avoid being flimsy or cowardly. Like, we didn't want to be guilty of cowardice. If a really hard subject came up, something that's very tense or very challenging, we didn't want to feel as though the episode was vague or, as I said, flimsy. And we think that a structured way of going through subjects that does start out a little bit more broad, and we think the opening of every episode we're going to be calling the flyover, which is basically... We're flying over these topics. We're kind of talking about them at 30,000 feet. The goal of the flyover is to give spectrum. Here's what everybody sort of is saying about this particular subject. There's people on both sides. There's a debate. There's, you know, there's, it's tense. And there'll be normally, I think, a couple of things we'll be talking about during the flyover. Two or three stories or news events, world events, things happening. And then the second segment will be the trenches. And so we're going to be diving down deep into those subjects. And that's our opportunity to bring our own response, our own thoughts, our own position. Because we're not going to be shy about the fact that we're Christian men, but we don't want this to be a Christian podcast. Like that's, we want to avoid that idea that like, here's a podcast for all you Christians out there. It's like, no, we want to structure in a way that even if you are complete opposite of us on every issue, let's say you're an atheist and you don't believe any of the stuff that we believe, I would hope that the way that we structure this would be enjoyable to somebody who doesn't even see things from our perspective or believe what we believe, because you get that flyover, okay? Here's what's going on. Here's all these things happening. Here's what these guys think. Here's here's sort of their approach, their response, picking apart the various issues that are out there. And then the final segment would be the debrief. And the debrief is intended to be our sort of response to the show like how did it go how do we feel if we have a guest we think that's a really safe way to sort of say hey i found their arguments lacking or not too compelling or weak in these areas so that way if we have a guest we don't feel the need to be combative and debate it's just we want to know what you think like we would love to have my i'm pining all the time for people who don't think like me. Like, I just totally want to know, like, what do you think about this? How are you approaching this? How are you establishing your worldview, your beliefs? And I want that to feel very safe and approachable. I don't want somebody to feel like they're going to come on and get attacked or, you know, double teamed or something. But the debrief would allow us to sort of debrief on the episode. And they would be welcome to join us with that if they wanted, if they wanted to kind of sit out and say, oh, no, I, I enjoyed the conversation. I'm kind of on my way. So that's our ability to critique the show, critique each other. Like if we disagree about something and I feel like Andrew made an argument or said things that I think are, are weak or not compelling, maybe even approach it as a way to say, hey, if I was an agnostic or a skeptic, I, don't, I wouldn't find your argument very compelling, and here's why. I think that'd be a very fun way to end the show and also just keep things well-rounded because, again, the goal would be if you don't think what we think, you don't believe what we believe, you'd still be able to enjoy every level of the show in its own value offering and, and what we're doing in those different segments. So that's sort of the structure, the flyover, the trenches, and the debrief. We do have ideas for, like, uncapped support if you want to make us react to different things that are out there because I'm sure people would love to see that like 
there's some wild videos and wild opinions out there that might be fun to get us to react to that would be something that we'd probably do maybe later on if there's good enough response and people want that what are what do you have anything to add andrew with why we chose to structure the show this way as a, as a podcast and as a as sort of a philosophy of content creation yeah i think and you you articulated all of that so well I think it really gives people an accurate picture of where we're trying to go here. Uh, there is obviously a stigma in putting putting out there that you're you're a person who believes in Jesus, right? These days, and mm-hmm. there's a there's a stereotype that goes along with it. I mean, we run the risk of people writing us off immediately as soon as you say that you're a Christian. Uh, we're willing to run that risk because this is something that we believe. But at the same time, we don't think that. Um, we're hoping at least that uh, there's a hole that, that ideally we're trying to fill here, that there isn't a lot of content out there that's being approached in this way. We're not, we're not being cultural warriors again. We're not just uh, planting a flag as, as representatives of the red, you know, or fulfilling, you know, every checkbox that what a conservative uh <laughs> Christian American person is supposed to be. I mean, we, we don't, we really defy that mold. And again, I'm reiterating something that I said earlier, but I'm really trying to make that clear to the audience here that I think there's going to be something here for every, everyone and anyone who is interested in the subject matter of each episode and in the bigger picture sense, the, the trajectory that we're trying to follow here, which is just, let's talk about what's going on in the world and let's be honest about it. And we could talk about our honest opinions in a respectful way and still not be, like you said, flimsy. I love that word. Uh, we can we could be men. We can be honest. You know, uh, can I say that? Be a man. You know, <laughs> it seems like we can. That could be a subject for an episode in and of itself. What is a man? Right. <laughs> Are you even allowed to say that anymore? Mm-hmm. We can just be ourselves and be honest about what's going on in the world. And hopefully cater to an audience that's hungry for just honest dialogue you know from dudes hopefully that that are just normal guys talking about stuff and have a couple different backgrounds you know in terms of our experience in the world to shed some light on some topics and hopefully some magic will erupt from there yeah yeah i think that's well said and i and i think what we want to do is we even want to give you a sample and a model of what a show would look like so Typically, the flyover would be 30, maybe 40 minutes long, and then the trenches in the debrief are going to be about as long as they go, but we thought it'd be a really good opportunity to do a tr- an episode like this and then go into the trenches and actually dive a little bit deeper on these questions. Why are we doing this show? What's the problem? Why do we come up with this philosophy on how to create shows this way? give a little bit more depth of our our own personal beliefs and convictions as men of faith that's what we think the trenches can be and then we will do a debrief how do we feel this when how do we feel it go you know how are we feeling and uh and did we feel like any you know did anybody say anything that we disagree with probably not in the first episode we don't want to make fake controversy i don't think we're going to be debating in the the debrief today but but you never know you (laughs) never you never know you never know so we're going to conclude this first pilot episode of Why Start This Podcast. Why Start the Ceasefire Podcast. And we hope you've enjoyed it. We hope if you decide to support it to get into the trenches of the debrief that you enjoy the content we create. And we'll see you 
on the other side, and we'll see you in the next episode as well. Thanks for listening, and thanks for watching. Thanks, guys.